So welcome everybody to another episode of Last Wednesday. I'm April, the creator of Absolute Travel Addict and Travel Dreamers Academy, where the focus is helping you make your travel dreams a reality. Today's Wanderlust Wednesday guest is Marta Lauren. She is the founder of ForeverBarcelona.com. She was actually born and raised in Barcelona and has been a top-rated private travel tour guide since 2000. As you'll find out, she's very passionate about her city, its art, food, and culture, and she's a gifted storyteller that really brings the Barcelona experience alive for her guests. So, hi, Marta. Welcome to Wanderlust Wednesday. Hi, April. How are you doing today? Pretty it's good. It's to be here. Awesome. So great to have you. Really excited mm-hmm. about um, hearing more about your story today. So, um, let's go ahead and get started. Now, as Please. I mentioned... You're um, you're a little different from our last Wanderlust Wednesday feature in that you're actually born and raised in um, Barcelona. So can you tell us a little about what it was like growing up there and some of your favorite things about the city? Yes. One fun thing about the city is that it is divided in different areas. That is the central part that is kind of like the historical area. And then there are the little neighborhoods that used to be villages. And I was actually born in one of them. So living uh, as a as a child in one of those small areas of the city that are more like quieter and where people pretty much know each other was really nice. And then going down to the center was kind of like an exciting adventure because it felt like just taking a 10-minute ride to the subway was like, oh, my God, the wall is so different here. Everything is bigger and older, and there is so many people. So I remember spending a lot of time in my, in my neighborhood, but then the exciting moments when my grandparents will take me to the port to take a ride in the old-fashioned boats, or maybe in the Christmas time, we'll go to the Christmas market in front of the cathedral, and everything everything felt so big and so old. I remember going to the hot chocolate churro place and, and with my parents, and, and that was like such a big treat. So... This this variety that I found in the city was something that always comes to my mind when I think about my childhood in Barcelona. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I, I grew up in a really small town, so it was always cool when we would get to leave and go to the bigger cities around the southeast and experience something different, a whole new world. Yeah, the fun thing <laughs> is that I was still in Barcelona, but just a 10 minutes subway ride, it felt like it was a totally different place. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Much better than a six-hour car ride to a bigger oh, city. Oh, totally. Like... <laughs> in six hours, you're in Madrid already here. <laughs> Spain is much smaller than the States. So, you know, you talked a little about kind of the diversity and experiences in, in Barcelona, but what's one thing that people would find really surprising, one surprising fact that people would find surprising about Barcelona? Well, one thing that I find out that often people are very surprised about when we are uh, walking around in, in Barcelona and seeing all those all those beautiful buildings is that people actually live in those buildings. Uh, for instance, 100 years ago, this uh, amazing architect Anthony Gaudi made buildings that are really funky from outside and, and people visit them. So there is tourists the whole day there. And then when you tell them, oh, but apart from the tourists that are visiting, there's people living there. 
there's people in the apartments and they actually live there. And that's one of the things that actually surprises people a lot because a lot of my clients are American, mostly from uh, from New York or maybe uh, from other big cities, and they're used to having a, a downtown that's like only busy when it's office wor uh, work time and they're working in the office, but then the downtown is like dead when everyone goes home. Instead, in Barcelona, people live everywhere. So even the tourist sites are still alive during the daytime and the nighttime because people actually live there. And you would never think that in such an amazing building, there's actually families living. Yeah, I've had a chance to experience that a short period of time before. Um, it, it really is alive and busy and bustling and a lot going on in the downtown area, which is I think is really cool. I love downtown areas of a lot of cities, and it's a lot more fun when there's stuff going on at all times of the day and not just work or tourist time. <laughs> so I guess the main point of us getting together is to talk about um, Forever Barcelona. Like I said before, it's really clear that you love your city and you love it so much that you decided to get into the tourism industry. And I'd love to learn a little more about what prompted you to start Forever Barcelona. How did you get into giving tours? Well, this is quite a, like a funny story because I never thought I was going to be a tour guide. I actually studied languages in, in college, so I was going to be a translator. But after college, I spent a whole year traveling. I spent some time in Russia, in the States, in, in, in Paris. And when actually I was still in, in Moscow, my, my father called me saying that he had uh, had a phone call from somebody called Mr. Help, which was a very funny last name, actually. <laughs> and he said that he worked in Sagrada Familia, and I had sent my CV there, and he wanted to interview me. And I said, wait. I'm going to be in Moscow for a few months. Uh, I, I don't think I can have an interview now. But he, this Mr. Help said that he needed me to write uh, an email to, to him saying why I would like to work in the Sagrada Familia Church, but that in case somebody that's hearing us doesn't know, it's the most visited monument in Spain. So it was a huge thing for me at that time. And so I wrote my letter, and he decided to wait for me until I'll be back to Barcelona. So I went back, and they trained me to give the special VIP tours in that church, and I loved it. I was working in the church for two years and a half, uh, part-time, so I had half the week to give tours in the church and learn everything about Gaudi and the architecture, and I had so much fun there. And then the other half of the week, I could do anything else. So people told me, oh, you're good at that. You should pass the exam to be a tour guide outside of the church as well, and so I I studied, I passed the exam, and I was like part-time in the church, part-time giving tours on my own, until finally in the church they said, oh, we love you, you need to work twice as much, but we're not paying you twice as much. And then I said, great, goodbye. <laughs> so that's how I went on my own, and I became a full-time freelancer, and little by little I started building my company, Forever Barcelona. Very awesome. And this, was, this has been since 2000, correct? Exactly. Okay, exactly. So besides your background and the fact that you speak multiple languages and getting your start at the Sagrada Familia, what else sets you and Forever Barcelona apart from other tour guides and other tour experiences in Barcelona? We have been one of the first companies in Barcelona to specialize in private tours. Okay. Uh, back to when I started, there was 
most tour guides in Barcelona were just just working with big big groups, and there was not that many people in the in the city that were specializing in small little groups. And that's exactly what I like. I, I like working with families, working with couples, or small groups of friends working together because you get a much like uh, intense um, and personal experience with them. And those times when I was starting doing that. My other colleagues will say, "Oh no, private tours that's too much too much work. They make too many questions and I was like, "What? I love that. I don't like the big groups where you need to tell take them around like you're like with a flock of sheep or something. So we have a lot of experience with with that with private tours we I try to choose people that have a similar style to mine that they're they are very passionate about what they're doing they're fun they're um they're young, but they are experienced at the same time, and, and they're also very knowledgeable. So we know how to pass on all this knowledge in a way that doesn't get like too tiring or too boring. Like a lot of my colleagues that work with big groups, they're used to blah, 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 blah. And if, you know, after a while, you're like, okay, I'm not listening anymore because that's boring. But instead, we, what we want is to get people engaged and to enjoy and to, and to make questions and to, and to get really into what Barcelona is. Got it. Yeah, it really makes a big difference. I've done some really large tours, and I always enjoy the ones that are either one-on-one -on -one or really small group, and you get those those more personalized experiences. So may not have had a chance to hear if it was a large group, and you're catering to a lot more people and their different mm -hmm. needs and personalities. Yeah. Got it. So I noticed on your site you have a a lot of great tours, a lot of foodie-focused tours, architecture, etc. Can you tell us a little about some of your top sellers and, and the must-see experiences when working with you? Well, the other day I was reviewing our uh, numbers from last year, and I was quite surprised to see that our Gaudi tour sells twice as much as any other of the tours. Twice wow. as much, at least. <laughs> but of course, people come to Barcelona to see the Gaudi site. So it exactly. makes sense that it's the, the, the tour that people books the most. Hmm. Then uh, we also have tours that give you a little bit of everything because Barcelona is not just the Gaudi side. It's the, the Gaudi side is the Art Nouveau from 100 years ago, but we also have the Gothic area from the Middle Ages, like five 600 years ago. And we also have the Hill of Montjuic where you see the city view. So uh, we have a lot of variety and and we also can take you out of town. If we are going out of town, the one, the, the destination that people prefers is the mountain of Montserrat. It's a mountain that's a 45 minutes drive of town, out of town, and it's, it's quite impressive because it's a rocky mountain that comes out of the middle of nowhere. It's like, whoa, here there is this tall rocky mountain, and then there is a monastery halfway to the top. Um, well, the views are impressive, and in the monastery there is um, that is a choir where uh, made a, well, it's a boys' choir and they sing every day at one. So I think that's popular because it's relatively close to Barcelona and you can do that in half a day. So that makes it also less expensive. But if you ask me about going out of town, I totally love the Dali sites. The Salvador Dali was born just an hour and a half from Barcelona, and his main museum is located in his hometown in Figueras. 
And on the same day, you can do the Dali Museum that is so funky. It doesn't even look like a, like a museum because Dali designed it himself to be like a surprise. So you're walking around the museum and you stop and you think, why would he do that? And sometimes there is a reason uh, because he, he really thinks a lot about everything that he's doing. But some other times I tell my guests, well, in this case, he just wanted you to think, to, to, to think why would he do that? because he wants to surprise you. So it's it's more a fun fair than a museum. Uh, so I was saying that on the same day that you do that, you can also stop over in the town of Girona. That's a beautiful uh, medieval town with uh, an amazing cathedral and the narrow alleys of the old Jewish section. And, and it's almost like being in Italy without a crowd. <laughs> so that's my favorite day, uh, day out of town. But a lot of people, prefer to go to Montserrat because it's a shorter day. And just so everyone that's listening um, knows, you can head over to foreverbarcelona.com and there are free resources with top hotels, top attractions and restaurants, as well as all of the tours that Marta offers um, through herself and, and her team. Mm-hmm. So um, in addition to offering tours, I know you're an avid traveler, you speak lots of different languages, and a lot of the people that um, I reach out to or who participate in these calls are very interested in traveling, traveling more, going to different places, but some are a little apprehensive or afraid of either traveling alone or, you know, their safety and security. What tips or um, advice would you have to offer anyone looking to travel to Spain or anywhere um, that may be a little afraid or a little hesitant? Well, first of all, there is something that everyone knows what uh, how to do, and that's smiling. And when you're traveling and you get in trouble or you don't know how to say something or you need something, and just communicate with your hands and make a beautiful smile, and people are very likely to help you. And that has helped me a lot of times, very often. Yeah. Then learn just the little basic words in the language, even if you're not perfect pronouncing them, but at least try. Most of the cases, it's not going to be that difficult. I mean, I've been in a lot of different countries, and I've only found once that I was never being able to to express. Like, that was in when we went to Budapest. I tried and I tried and I tried, and I was never able to get me understand, even when I was trying to say good, good morning. So that was frustrating, but everywhere else would have been, Everyone understood if I would just try to say a couple of words. And that opens doors because people see that you want to connect with them. And connection is the key. Then, of course, make a, do a little bit of preparation before you go there so at least you feel confident of what you're going to do. And if you really think that you're going to need a little bit more help, why not considering getting a tour? Either you join one of the tours that in every city there's big groups that show you around and that gives you the bearings and this way if you do it at the beginning of your trip you know your way around and you might even get to speak to the tour guide a couple of seconds and and maybe ask some questions that you might need or if you can afford that get a private guide and then you can take the most out of it after your your private tour you will totally know exactly which way to go and your uh, your 
your private tour guide can mark anything for you in the map and can give you all the tips because of course a private tour is something much more personal <laughs> your tour guide is there for for you and to answer any question so that's what i will say smile learn a few words plan a little bit and if you can take a tour awesome these are all great tips some that i absolutely live by and recommend myself and um, definitely see the big help no matter where you're going in the world so thank you so much, Marta. We're going to close for now. Um, I really appreciate you sharing a little more about Barcelona and Forever Barcelona. But before I before we go, um, mm -hmm. just want you to make sure that everybody knows how they can find you, your website, social, et cetera. If you can share that. Sure. Everyone can find me at foreverbarcelona.com. Uh, we have uh, all our tours explained there. You have also a, a contact form, and you can email us from there. You can find us on on Facebook, Forever Barcelona Tours. We're also on Twitter, although our name is too long, so it's Forever Barcelona without the A, because Twitter wouldn't let me put the, whole, the, the full name. And if you search, you'll also find me on Pinterest and Instagram and all those. Perfect. So I'll be following along, and... Hopefully, I'll be making it back to Barcelona soon and getting on one of your tours. I especially love some of the food tours that you have um, listed on your site. I love those food tours. I, especially going to the food market, it's one of my favorite things to do. Definitely. So, fingers crossed we can get that done sooner than later. Sure. Let me know whenever you're here. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for tuning in for another Wanderlust Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed and if you have upcoming plans to travel to Barcelona, don't forget to check out foreverbarcelona.com and get your memorable trip planned with Marta. Have a great day. <laughs>